0: Yeah, so uh, Rob's given me the opportunity to come up here and uh, preach a sermon series. And no matter what he says, this is my second one, not the first one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you. I'm glad someone does. <laughs> that's all right. Um, nah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited to get started with this sermon series. And it's called Encountering Jesus. Uh, and the idea with this series is, you know, I think a lot of times uh, – we're not quite sure. Okay, so what does it mean to be a follower? What does that look like, and what mindset do we have, or do we need to be a follower of Jesus? And that's what we're going to explore in this series. Is like, okay, so what what do I need to think? How do I need to view life? What are some maybe some things, practical things, that I need to do to be a follower? And in order to do that, we're actually going to explore like certain stories in the Bible where people had a face-to-face encounter with Jesus in order to see. Okay, so in their story, what can I learn from it? When we look at stories, I think a lot of times we identify with certain characters. So we watch the story and we see their situation and the problem that they're in. And we identify with ourselves with that character, like, oh, I've been in a similar situation or yeah, I, I'm kind of like that personality trait. And we attach ourselves to that and we want to know, okay, so in this story, how are they going to resolve this issue? Because we want to figure out, okay, in our own lives, how can we solve that issue? It's kind of the mindset as we go through this series that I want you guys to have, um, I want you guys to really connect with the characters as much as we can that in a sense when they're encountering Jesus, we can encounter Jesus with them because their story and our story early one in the same, because we're connected in that because, you know, they're trying to follow Jesus and trying to figure out, okay, what does that look like? And they have some of the same questions that we have. What does it look like? What do I need to do? And what they experience and what they learn is the same that can be experienced and learned in our lives. So as we go through, we're going to be rediscovering and relearning. Okay. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? What does it mean to start that journey? Uh, and I've been having to learn that lately myself. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, um, I didn't always grow up in the church. Uh, I became a Christian when I was about 15 years old and Uh, when I was became a Christian, I was part of a youth group in my local church and it was great, but there was these certain times where I kind of felt like I was the odd man out. what I mean by that was I would learn something like brand new about God and be like super excited for it. And then I would go talk to them about it and I'd find out that they already kind of knew, (laughs) but I was like the last one was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, (laughs) and there were other times where they would talk about their past and their life and I would kind of relate it to mine and it just. There were times where it was different because i had experienced different things than what they had and you know they were great and you know really helped me grow as a faith in faith and where i am now there's these times in my head i get in my head and I'm like oh I'm, I'm different i'm not the same and that idea continued even when i went to uni and i was you know becoming a pastor and learning okay what do i need to do and getting that training and i'd interact with my fellow peers and students and like oh yeah my grandpa was a pastor my dad's a pastor and there's a lot of people related in ministry and i'm just like my grandpa was a carpenter uh, <laughs> so i kind of felt like this i had this different experience and i always like kind of felt like oh i'm different i'm odd i don't know as much i would look back at my past and you know granted i was 15 when i became a christian so there wasn't a whole lot of like bad things i could have done but there still was that time in my life where i wasn't so i felt different You know, I came to learn that I wasn't the only one that experienced that. (laughs) A lot of people do have that mindset and struggle with that. Um, Because I think a lot of times we can be tempted to look back at that past and dwell on it in a negative way. We look at them like, okay, when I look at myself, do I know enough? Or with the things I've done, can I really follow Jesus? And we look at our past and maybe some of us even get to the point where okay, they're afraid to follow Jesus because of that past. And Jesus, he has a lot to say about our past, but not in the way that we may initially think. Um, so as we go through the story, this is in Mark 2, chapter 14 through 17, if you want to follow along in the, uh, in the Bible app. So a little bit before like we go into the story, so this involves a guy named Levi who encounters Jesus. And at this point in Mark, Jesus is just beginning his ministry. So he's going around, he's teaching, and he's also doing some healings and some miracles. Uh, And he's starting to gain some followers, but he hasn't found the 12 disciples yet. He's found a few of them. And what the 12 disciples were, that was like his main core group of followers, the one that he spent most of his time with and trained the most. And after he left, would eventually take over his ministry and start planning the churches. And he's found four of them. So he's found, you know, Peter, Andrew, James, and John at that point. But he hasn't found all 12, and he's still calling people to be part of that 12. And that's where we find ourselves today in the story. Just starting in Mark 2, chapter 14. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him and he reclined at the table in his house. Many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, what does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well need no, have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. So there's a few things that I want to point out in this story. First, it's that Levi is a tax collector of all things. And that's pretty significant for a couple of reasons, because that's not someone that you would initially expect to called as a follower of God, be a follower of Jesus. Uh, so at that time, uh, Jesus wasn't the only one who had disciples or followers. It was actually a pretty common thing in the ancient world. So what would happen is these rabbis or the Jewish leaders of the day, the priests, they would have their own disciples and followers and how they would find them would be, a lot of them would be studying the scriptures for years, training themselves. And then once they got to a certain point, they would find a rabbi or a teacher and follow him around so that way they can learn practically, okay, what do I need to do to be a priest now that I've had all this time of studying, learning, what do I need to do so I can embody what they're doing in my life, in my ministry. And they really had to earn to be a follower. But that's not what Jesus does. <laughs> so Jesus, it wasn't something they had to work for to be a follower, but he just chose. Because his first followers, Peter, James, John, Andrew, they weren't training in the scriptures at all. They were fishermen. And Levi, he's a tax collector. These are positions that they didn't seek to earn to be you know, training in ministry. And they weren't even thinking about training in ministry until Jesus came, but they were just, your everyday, ordinary people, They didn't earn it, but it was given to them. So Jesus, there's no certain criteria that we have to know enough, but he calls them anyway. And another reason that is kind of interesting as a tax collector is that being a tax collector at that time and in that culture uh, was pretty controversial for a couple of reasons. So first as a tax collector, the system at the time is pretty corrupt as uh, so taxpayers they made their salary by adding more than what the government owed last we'll of them so let's say a person owed two thousand dollars the tax collector say uh, you owe four thousand dollars and they would pocket that extra two thousand for themselves so obviously <laughs> it comes off as pretty greedy so a lot of the uh people in that time they really didn't like tax collectors not only for taking taxes but also because the way that they were taking taxes was super greedy and they saw it as sinful. And the second reason it was pretty uh, controversial is because uh, of their allegiance to the government. So at that time in Israel, the story takes place um, hundreds of years prior before Jesus came on the scene, Israel was his own independent kingdom. Uh, it had its own king and they loved it. But then over the past few hundred years up to this point, Other nations had ruled them. And at this point, Rome was ruling them. So there was a lot of people at the time that wanted to be an independent kingdom again. Uh, and they were like, we have to do this. And there were some rebellions and stuff like that. So when they saw a tax collector collecting taxes for the Roman government, it wasn't just that they saw them as greedy, but it was like, you betrayed your own people for the sake of your greed how dare you so it was like the lowest of the low for them and with that you know we don't really have the quite same tax collecting system today and i don't think many of us experience that exact position but i think there could be some similarities when we look back in our past because those times what is sin it's us doing what we want to do and we don't always consider others but we're focusing it on ourselves and that's where Levi finds himself, and at times that's where I found myself. Where I want to do what I want to do, and I don't really care what God says, or I don't really care what other people say. But in that moment, I'm focusing in on that. I have focused in on that. And I think oftentimes you can dwell on that, on that past, if you felt a similar way where it's like, what have I done? And then you look at where we are now it's like am i really can i really follow jesus because of that can i really be a follower even with my past and that's the question in the story that the pharisees the religious leaders of the day were asking jesus asking how can he eat and like call them to be followers these sinners and these tax collectors once again, Jesus does the unexpected thing. The people that they had thought, oh, he can never be, are exactly who he calls. Because his reply to them, when they asked this question is in verse 17, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick have come not to call the righteous, but the sinners. What he's saying here is that, you know, Jesus isn't here to call these perfect people to be followers, but because his call is truly is open to everyone who's willing to accept that call, who's willing to rise up and follow. Because he's a healer, not just of physical things, but also of the spiritual things, the things that plague us, our sins and our past. He's come to call us out of that and into something new and into something better. And when he does that, he does it in love. It's not just something that he's like, okay, here's your problems, let me check that off the list and you're good to go. Because in the story, it says that he reclines and eats with them. And in that culture at that time, what that meant was like, that's the ultimate form of hospitality, of accepting and loving. When you sit down and spend time with them, It'd be like today if someone's like, hey, let me me come over to your house and we can enjoy a meal together or let's grab a cup of coffee. That's the mindset that Jesus is having where he's like, I'm going to draw you out, but it's also going to be a loving relationship as I do. And that's kind of the idea of what Paul was thinking about when he was writing to the early church in Ephesus. So in Ephesians 2, chapter 4 through 7, it reads, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he has loved us, even when we are dead in our trespasses, He has made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised up with Him and seated with us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages, He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards Christ Jesus. And for you and I, because of God's love, our past means very little because of the work that Jesus has done. Our past means very little. It's not about, okay, let me try and do the right things so that I can become a follower of Jesus. Cause that's not what he's judging at. He's not looking, Oh, you're great. <laughs> Let's come on and follow. No, he's like, no, I love you. So come and follow me. And past and what we look at, that's not what he's leading us into anymore. When we look at ourselves, it's not, we're not that person that we once were because Jesus is leading us out of it and folding us, uh, forming us into this new journey, drawing us closer to him, closer to heaven. And we get to experience a little bit of heaven here in this life, but also in the next, as we take part in that journey and leave the things that have burdened us behind. And as we explore the series, like, we're going to realize it's not always easy to be a follower of Jesus. Um, We're not always going to get everything right. But he's going to be here with us every step of the way. No guide us. And in order to start that journey it's just a simple step of being willing saying okay i do believe that you can lead me out of this so in the same way with levi when he calls we just simply get up and willing to get up and follow and he'll lead us the rest of the way and that idea is something that we need to constantly be reminding ourselves of. when we just try to look back at our past like oh no i'm not the best follower or you know there's no way that jesus can love me jesus has loved you already he continues to love you now and he'll continue to love you later um, and just being willing allows us to be a follower, of jesus so let's pray god just uh thank you for this time that we can come together and learn about you and your word And I pray that we continue this series and we continue our lives as followers, that you can remember, that we can remember your work for us, what you've done and where you're leading us. And as we begin on this new journey, that we remember that you're guiding us into something new and something better that we weren't before. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Sweet.